0: You can't control anybody. So all you can do I mean and and I'm a big believer in validating somebody else's perspective first, because if you don't, then for sure they're going to shut down and not listen to you. So if you can say, look, I totally understand that you don't want this to take over your life and for you to feel restricted, and especially in the United States, we're accustomed to having our freedoms. That being said, we also now know for sure that this is increasing exponentially, that the way to um, curtail it is to do self-quarantines or, you know, stay in place. And um, I can only encourage you to try to think not just of your own needs, but the impact It will have if you should happen to get sick or meet somebody who without knowingly passes it on to you, and then you unknowingly pass it on to someone else.
1: This week, Dr. Karen Sherman joins us to discuss COVID-19 or coronavirus and how couples can cope how they can deal with each other in close proximity when that might not be their norm and how parents can occupy the kids and is there an opportunity with all of this we discussed that and much much more stay tuned hi i'm gonna keep this short if you're new to the podcast welcome You should know that we have a website, HitchMag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor in chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, you, Steve. Hi, Karen. Um, I know we're probably going to get a few extra listeners this week uh, just because we're going to be talking about uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus. And so for those who are unfamiliar with the podcast, welcome. Um, I call Karen the original because she has uh, been with the podcast. Uh, I mean, I don't even know. I think we have over 500 episodes, and I think you were there in the first week, so um that's why she is the original. Um and beyond that, Karen is also a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice Transform Your Life and she is the co-author of Marriage Magic Find it, Keep it and Make it Last. So, as I just mentioned Karen, we are going to talk today about COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Um Now, most, and when this comes out, it might be all families across the country are now being told to self-isolate and stay home as much as possible. Uh, I -hmm. should just mention for posterity's sake that we are recording this on, uh, Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. Um, so the, I, I say that because this thing, the story is changing hour by hour on what people are allowed to do and when they're allowed to do it and how they're allowed to do it. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um. So what tips do you have for couples who aren't used to this arrangement of being in such close quarters together for this amount of time? And we're going to be talking about, it looks like we're going to be talking about doing this
0: for weeks, at least. At least, yeah. Well, I think that overall, I want to make a statement Um about how to approach the question you just asked and how to approach this whole situation. I think it's a matter of perspective, um, as everything in life is. Um, And I think that if you look at this as, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, look what I have to sacrifice, look what I have to give up, um, when you use that kind of mentality, then you're going to be um, in situation that you're going to feel very deprived and um, feel like everything is really a horrible situation. Now, clearly, it is a very challenging and difficult situation. Um, However, I think that there are some positives to this, which we'll talk about later. And more importantly, I think that it is important to realize that, and if you've been listening to various government officials, they are saying the same thing. It's time to put our differences away and work as a community, the world community, the nation community, whatever, or wherever you live, and really care about one another. So, and and I don't mind sharing with people that um, I'm the head of the social committee in my community, mm-hmm. and we were running, as you know, Steve, um, a dinner last Saturday for St. Patrick's Day, and I was intending to run it because I really was not going <clears> to <throat> get into the fear factor, and I felt that um, by canceling it, people were going to... Get very nervous, and I, as a psychologist, I didn't want to um, risk that. Uh, it turned out that the board overruled me and said that it had to be cancelled, which I was really, quite honestly, glad that they decided to do that. But since the weekend, I have turned a corner. I'm still not afraid. I'm still not wringing my hands, but I do feel that it is my civic duty. To stay put in my house, to not do anything other than bare necessities, to go outside, shop, whatever, because the it's the only way, obviously from what everybody's saying, to stop the spread of this. Right. And if I go out, you know I could run into somebody and then that person talks to somebody else, whatever and ever, and then it grows exponentially. So again, I think that if we look at it from that perspective of, okay, for the short run, even though it may be a couple of months, though we do have to um, give up a little bit of our normal lifestyle, in the long run, we're still here to tell about it. Okay, so I think that is going to help with the concept of, so now we're together in this house many more hours than we're accustomed to. Again, I think that depending on the way you think about things, that will help in what actually transpires. More specifically...
1: So, I'm going to stop you really quick. So, when you say that, okay. what you're basically suggesting is accept accept this new reality because that's going to make everything yeah. else much easier. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
0: I mean, is it going to be like, you know, terrific? No, it's not going to be terrific, but I do think that it will make things easier. Okay. Specifically, go to different parts of the house. Even if it's a studio, you can still create your own little space. So go to different parts of the house. Or um, if you're going to take walks, maybe don't take the walks together. One of you goes out, And the other one stays home and then alternate. So again, you're getting, you know, different times where you have your time in the house by yourself and you're not on top of each other. Um, Again, you know, this is my constant suggestion is to talk to each other so that if certain feelings are coming up you know, don't deny them, discuss it with each other. Because the more you hide your feelings, the more they're going to build up. And then that's going to lead to a lot of tension and really getting at each other. So, um, you know, take this time to use it in some positive ways, which I said, you know, I know we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. I think your attitude is really the best way to go. And if you're going to, let's say, clean the house, take different rooms. So again, you're not in the same space at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. And in, in terms of um, work, because I know while you know people are stuck at home, for mm-hmm. for a lot of people at least, and I know this doesn't apply to everybody, for a lot of people though, they have taken their work home with them. Yes. And for a lot of people the work from home might be a new experience for them, which means mm-hmm. yep. that there are going to be some fresh boundaries that are unfamiliar with others in the house. Um, mm-hmm. do you have some, some language that you can share to, uh, that people can express to one another about how to maintain those boundaries and, and so that the other doesn't get offended by the, by establishing those?
0: Well, I think the best thing, again, is to say, okay, we're both working from home now and we both have to get our work done. What do we want to put in place so that we make sure that, you know, we actually can get our work done, whether it has to do with the way we take our phone calls, you know, um, making sure we're not interrupting each other. You know, what kinds of um, parameters do we want to set up so that we can get our work done Um, you know, in as efficient way as possible, given that we're both now in the same space. Uh, The sooner you have that conversation, the better. And it's always better, in my opinion, to do things preventatively than after there's been a problem. I remember years ago, um, and I think I actually remember discussing this on a, an old podcast. I've always worked from home, mm-hmm. and when I was writing my books, let's say, I'd be downstairs in the basement where my computer was, and I'd be away, and my husband would think, oh, well, Karen's home, so he'd come downstairs, and he'd start talking to me, but I'm in, in a flow, mm-hmm. and I'm already thinking, and his it was really disruptive that he would do that. So, I had to explain to him that as much as it was nice that we could be in touch with each other, when he would come during my, quote, work time or my creative time, it was very disruptive. So, I think, again, if you have that conversation about, okay, we still have to get our work done, how do we want to do it? And maybe you'll decide, okay, we're going to have lunch hour and this is the time we're going to have lunch. And it's during lunch that we'll leave a half hour to speak with each other, whatever. Um, But the more that you can set up your structure ahead of time, I think the easier it's going to be.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And then I want to move on to parents uh, Mm. because, you know, I wanted to highlight couples because I think, you know, that's what we do. We talk about couples, but you know, when Mm -hmm. we, when we expand it to the larger families with kids, um, this, they have an added layer of complexity to the situation. So, uh, particularly because the kids in, in most States now, um, are being told not to go to school. And so there's, there's people, there's now parents who may have to work, plus oversee their kids doing um, schooling from home. Uh, so how can uh, parents make the most out of this without their kids driving them crazy, without their kids becoming totally bored or fighting with each other or interrupting the parents all the time? Go. Okay.
0: And then you have my daughter's situation where my grandson is in nursery school. So he's not, uh, there, there's no e-learning for him. He's just got out of open space as right. far as, as his time, right. and yet she's working full-time from home. So how does she get him taken care of? So that's a, that's a mental child problem, you know? But anyway... And, I, and um, to, um, to interrupt really quick,
1: um, yeah. and I know, uh, I hope this isn't too much to share, but I know that you take care of uh, or babysit for your yes. grandchild, and now you Now are, we can't. Right, now you can't. And so there, that added help is no longer available to uh Correct. family.
0: Correct. That is right. Um, and right now she decided to um, live with her sister because uh, she's in the city and she didn't want to be in the city. So she's living with her sister and my other two grandchildren are there. And so they've been occupying him, but now they're going to start their E classes tomorrow. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to, work. Uh, As far as the little guy, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just so much TV, you know, a kid can watch. So anyway, uh, but as far as most parents, um, I think it's really important that you structure a day for them. Uh, that you have, you know, if if they're doing e-learning on schools, and I don't know how schools are setting it up, whether uh, children will just get lessons or whether there'll be virtual teaching or whatever. If there's virtual teaching, then the day is pretty structured for them. But if it's with lessons and or you know and such, where you sort of have to self. Uh, teach, then I think that it's good to put a structure in place where, um, you know, from, let's say, 9 to 11 is uh, studying and homework, and then maybe 11 to uh, – 12 is time for video games or whatever. And then 12 to 12.30 is lunch. And then 12.30 to 2.30 is study time again, you know, whatever. Um, Again, for most of the country, we're down, goodness, going into warm weather. So there should be some kind of physical activity that is recommended because going, and that's true for the the adults as well. Mm -hmm. That's going to help release tension. Um, It's going to, help you with cabin fever. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just important to have some kind of physical activity. Well, not, so Not, I not think...
1: to mention um, uh, physical activity helps boost the immune system too.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. So I think that the more structure... Um, that can be provided, uh, the better that's going to be for the children as well. And I think included in that structure, there's going to have to be more family time. And won't that be nice? Mm -hmm. Um, That's one of the things that we seem to lack um, a large amount of time in our society because we're always so busy So we're now going to have an opportunity to have family dinners or to play family board games or whatever else um, and so you know plan for that as well um, you know but there are there are lots of resources now um where that I've been collecting because I'm going to give a teleconference to my community on this mm-hmm. about ways that you can visit museums mm-hmm. or listen to concerts or whatever virtually right. um so they're they're really I think everybody is really trying to come together to say okay there are things that you can do you don't have to go crazy even though you're at home
1: yeah one one of the things that I was thinking is at the at the top of this you mentioned to about accepting this as kind of the new normal does it mm-hmm. also help to kind of plant in your mind while this is the new normal it's not forever. Does that yes, help, knowing that you only have to, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to be doing this for forever, but, you know, in a couple months we'll yes. hopefully get back to normal.
0: Yes. But I think realistically, um, you know, one of the things that becomes very stressful is not knowing mm-hmm. and feeling like you're out of control. And I think that the newer information that I'm, getting, uh, let's say to, to, I'm in New York, Governor Cuomo, who I think has been doing a fabulous job, is being realistic. This is not going to go away next week or in two weeks. As a matter of fact, he's saying that the country is going to, according to the um, progress that we've seen in other countries, we're going to hit our peak in the U.S. of the uh, spread in about 45 days. Okay, so that's a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to diminish. So I think that if we think to ourselves, okay, we're in this now for a while, but expect to be in it, you know, for probably like July or August. And if we get out of it sooner, great. Uh, um, but I do think to set realistic expectations because that will make it more manageable. But to your point, um, also, this is not going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw an interesting post on Facebook. By the way, Facebook lately has had a lot of u- very humorous uh, jokes and <laughs> cartoons, which I think humor is a great stress buster. Um, but it said when our parents or grandparents went to war, you know, were called into action, they had to go to war. We're just being asked to s- to sit on our couches. We can do this, right? <laughs> you know, I mean yeah, it's, it's not the way we're accustomed to living, but what are we really being asked to do? Mm-hmm. You know? So anyway, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's what I think about that. Uh,
1: so, it, I mean, if, if I'm, I just want to kind of recap a little bit here, uh, before we move on, it really sounds like first we need to set some boundaries, uh, as, as couples, first as we
0: need to accept it. First, you need, first we so, need. thank to
1: you. Accept it. accept it, set boundaries and then create structure. That's kind of where yes. we're going right now. Okay. Yes, yes, Um So, uh, you know, t- the the reality of this is that some people are going to get sick. Um, yes. And unfortunately, some people have already and will in the future pass away. So mm-hmm. what recommendations do you have if you are in a household with a sick family member and how can you balance caregiving, self-care uh, while keeping everyone comforted, when there will be some unease about the situation?
0: Okay. So from what I've read, the sick person is supposed to be in their own room. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're supposed to limit contact with that person as much as possible. Um, You know, meals obviously you prepare for them, but you know, again, let's say maybe just leave it outside the door or something. You do not share towels or anything like that. Um they should the plates that they use, the utensils that they use should be left just to them for them and should be washed, obviously. In other words, all sharing uh is is cut off. There's no more sharing. Um, and so you're actually creating distance within the house as well. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what you have to do. Um, and obviously if you've got a sick person in the house, you definitely want to make sure that you don't pass it on to anybody outside the house. So you definitely want to stay in the house.
1: Right, and, and if you are caring for that person, you want to make sure that you sanitize yourself. Oh, for sure. You know, gone into the room and taking care of them and whatever else they may need at the time. Yeah,
0: okay. absolutely. And so, for instance, in the bathroom, because that's a uh, solid surface and the bacteria does live on that surface for a while, you want to make sure that you, you know, clean it thoroughly with all the proper kinds of um, uh, disinfectants and all that they're recommending.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um okay so uh you know one of the things that I have been seeing, which I find a bit frustrating uh is people not heeding the advice of what these recommendations are to help slow the spread mm-hmm. um, you know uh what do you do if you have family members uh who aren't listening to this advice, even if they might be in the vulnerable, the more vulnerable, I should say, population. Uh, they're not heeding the advice to self-isolate. They're going out still. Um, they or I've I've seen things where uh you know kids are coming home uh from school mm-hmm. or coming home to mm-hmm. to uh do study from home and mm-hmm. then they're gathering together to do these uh study groups with other mm-hmm. kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Um, and do you try to convince other people? Do you put on them the it's our civic duty? If, what if they're not taking it seriously or what if they're getting false information and that's the information they're believing over what is recommended by the scientists and doctors out there? What do you do about this? You mean like the way you were annoyed at me last week when I told you I was running the event? <laughs> I didn't, Karen, I didn't want to bring it up. I was I was trying to be so good. But yes, But no, now that you, I'll, now I'll that you brought up. it up, I'll, up. I'll yeah. let people know off air I was giving Karen a hard time because she had yeah. at that time planned on still hosting the event and I was trying to encourage her not to. But I'm happy to report, as she said at the top, it didn't go on, so yep.
0: there we go. Um, well, the reality is that... You can't control anybody. So all you can do I mean and and I'm a big believer in validating somebody else's perspective first, because if you don't, then for sure they're going to shut down and not listen to you. So if you can say, look, I totally understand that you don't want this to take over your life and for you to feel restricted, and especially in the United States, we're accustomed to having our freedoms. That being said, we also now know for sure that this is increasing exponentially, That the way to um, curtail it is to do self quarantines or you know stay in place, and um, I can only encourage you to try to think. Not just of your own needs, but the impact it will have if you should happen to get sick or meet somebody who, without knowingly, passes it on to you and then you unknowingly pass it on to someone else. And there was, again, a very interesting post on Facebook, and I don't, I'm not really such a big Facebook fan, but, <laughs> but, I, I never post anything personal on Facebook, but you know when I think there's something worthy that will help other people, I do. And it said to all of you who are hoarding your Purell or hand sanitizers, you're not really protecting yourself because unless the rest of us can wash our hands, you're still putting yourself at risk. Right. So that's the same concept that unless we all take care of each other, we're we're all in a in a bind. So that's all you can do. And I wouldn't come across in a strong attacking way because it is the natural instinct of people to come back, at least attitudinally, Mm -hmm. to not want to go along with something when they've been told they must. Right. I I love that you brought up
1: the fact that you validate them first to prevent them from shutting down because these mm-hmm. are basic communication skills that we have talked uh, ad nauseum <laughs> about in past yeah. podcasts and you know now we're talking about it uh, not just to strengthen a relationship but we're talking about it in in some instances life and death mm-hmm. yeah you 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 know the, I mean it sounds hyperbolic but it's really not um, and I think for a lot of people the thing that would make them feel good. Is to go at somebody and try to shame them, which mm-hmm. a lot of people think is effective. But we, we <laughs> no. know that if if they're not listening to you, it won't work. So I think that, that was that's excellent. Um, I want to take a more positive spin now because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think people could use that. Um, we we it, it sounds crazy to put it this way, but we are in a once in a lifetime opportunity right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you have been given permission by the government of the United States to stay home with your family, like Mm -hmm. you're forced to do it. Um, so what opportunities are there for couples? How can they use this time to strengthen the relationship and their family bonds?
0: Well, I think that, They can make sure that they do their date nights at home. I think that they have dinner together. I think that they binge watch TV together. I've been doing that with my husband generally. I'm so busy, I don't watch TV. Mm -hmm. But every night, come 8 o'clock, our favorite show comes on now and we sit and watch it together. Um, We don't necessarily get up at the crack of dawn. We lay in bed and cuddle with each other. Uh, um, I think that, you know... Aside from people who have to work at home, even if you're working at home, you're not running around like crazy to all the other activities. So play games. Mm -hmm. you know, play games with each other at home, take walks with each other. Um, You can't hold hands because that's too, you know, you can't create three feet of distance by holding hands, but take walks with each other, breathe, relax, you know, um, just enjoy what's around you. So I really do think that there's um, a lot of benefit that can be gained from this period. Um, as long, again, as you can take the positive attitude that we've been talking about and not get yourself into a tizzy of, you know, dear me, the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I do believe that uh, that this really can be something good. So, there was a joke around that there's going to be a whole new uh, group of Children born another boomer generation, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that they're going to be called the Corona uh, coronials uh, instead of millennials, yeah, like the Corona yeah. or something like that.
1: I thought it would um, be great if they were Gen Q for quarantine.
0: There you go. There you go. Anyway, so um, you know, I, I think the other thing for couples is that it's really important that. You try to not stress and show tolerance uh, because if you do get um, irritable, that can really start to wear on each other. You know, uh, right before um, this all hit, Rich and I were going to Florida for a month. Mm -hmm. And so neither one of us were doing the work we normally do. And quite frankly, I was a little nervous about that because. In our regular lives, we don't see very much of each other because we're both so busy. And it was like, oh my God, I'm going to spend a month (laughs) and we're not going to (laughs) have things to occupy us. You know, how are we going to be? We had a wonderful time and we were both so relaxed, you know, and so um, attentive to one another that it really strengthened our relationship. And so we already had a, a jump start on this. But the point is, that's the kind of attitude you have to go into during this period. If you can just say, okay, you know, we're in this together, we will be here to support each other, Um, and, you know, let's be tolerant of each other, let's think of ways that we can have fun or do things together, I really think that it can end up being a a, a real positive for a relationship. Okay.
1: And then, uh, lastly... What about leisure time and alone time? Because I do know that people will need to step away, even in the most loving of relationships, um, this much time together, you you know, particularly if you have like an argument or a disagreement about something, Uh, any tips on how people can create or spend their leisure time and also find that alone time?
0: Well, sure. You know, if you have your individual hobbies, if you read, um, if you meditate, and of course, meditation at this time would really be wonderful for lots of reasons. Um, and respecting uh, that the other person uh, does need some alone time and not to take it, you know, like personally or anything. So um, I think it's, you know, a good point that even though you're both still in the house, um, you can create and um, actually uh, um, function as an individual, even though you're both still in the same space.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Going back to uh, couples doing things together, I was going to also throw out there that this would be an amazing time to tackle some of these home projects that you're Uh able to do without having to go out. You know, you can clean out the fridge. You can organize Uh, the
0: garage. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was going to say that, and somewhere along the line, my brain forgot – A lot of my friends have been saying, I finally cleaned that closet that I meant to clean or, you know, I finally got to um, getting this shelf put together or whatever. This is a fabulous time for for those kinds of things, whether it be as an individual or as a couple. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. I, I was, I was going to say that, that, um, that is those kind of projects are perfect to self isolate against with the, the family. Um, and yeah. also there are the communal ones. And if yeah. you're, if you happen to be a parent, that's also something that you can get the kids involved with as yeah. well. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, um, great. Thank you so much for, uh, for mentioning yeah,
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we go, this is what I like to do every time you're on, uh, I ask you, do you have anything else to add to this conversation?
0: Um, the only thing that I would add is that, um, I apologize, Steve, that I gave you a hard time last week. <laughs> <laughs> no and, uh, I really do hope that people can calm down, but get in line for understanding that we really do have to work together on this. And when we work together, we'll, uh, we'll get through this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, thank you for saying that. I, this is, like, I. my brain is going a million miles an hour right now. I have so many thoughts about the social studies that are going to be done once this is all said and done. Uh, like, I, I was in the grocery store recently, and just thinking about what people picked up, you know, it's... Um, there's been so many conversations about, you know, and, and like the motivating thing and leadership about, you know, if you have a lifeboat, like who do you ask to go into your lifeboat mm-hmm. with you and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, you're being told to self-quarantine and you have to do these things. Uh, and it's like, what what comfort foods are people buying? How are they staying healthy? Are they doing the exercise? Are they doing mm-hmm. – like there's just so many things. And I think it's super fascinating. Um, and the the thing that I wanted to add is – uh, to your point, that this is a group effort, this is a communal effort. Be kind to one another. Uh, give people the benefit of the doubt. If you mm-hmm. have to make a call and the person on the other end of the line is frustrating you, just know that their life has pro- has been tipped upside down just like mm-hmm. yours has, and so mm-hmm. try to have a little grace when you deal with people when you have to deal with people. So, and and that includes your family too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, stay safe. Um, this too shall pass, and I think that'll do it for this week and I'm happy we were able to do a little public service uh, in a more general sense this week, yeah, so thank you so much, Karen. okay, Steve, thank you, and that is going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for all you new listeners out there who are checking us out. Um, we really appreciate it, and uh, we were here we are here every week um, We have thousands of articles on Relationships in general, uh, so check that out if you're new to Hitched. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we have hundreds of podcasts. We have been doing this for a really, really long time, um, and of course, uh, Karen uh, it can be found at her website drkarensherman.com. As I mentioned, she is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice: Transform Your Life. Karen is also the author of Marriage Magic: Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, again, Karen Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. You can also find that information on our website, HitchedMag.com, which is where you can find the articles and podcasts that I mentioned earlier. And um, we also have a newsletter that I put out uh, every week goes out on Monday evenings, it's free. Uh, It takes about 30 seconds to sign up for. So if you'd like regular ongoing information and you found this helpful, please sign up. And uh, also if you found this podcast helpful, uh, you know, we wouldn't mind if you gave us a little rating or review so that other people can uh, find it as well. It helps you know juice the old algorithms. So thank you very much and that's gonna do it. Until next time, take care everybody. About Let's slow, we're on top of
0: the